0: episode 36 of giant electric penguin i'm your favorite birthday wishing chimp matt and uh, we're right in the middle of the halloween season and on that note i uh, stumbled upon a reel recently of this woman driving and she's sobbing her eyes out Uh, she's just having like a full-on breakdown and there's a caption there on the video and it says POV. It's one of those point of view videos that I don't fully understand. But all you need to know is that she is in her car driving along, and she's just—it's like someone just called her and told her that every single dog died. Uh, so she's crying. She's she's breaking down. And it says POV. You just left Home Goods after having enough of their Halloween decor, and are trying your hardest to drive safely while you are mourning all the souls who are choosing death this fall season and will reject Christ. They'd rather let demons sit at their table than Jesus. All right. (laughs) So so one, uh, please pull over, find a parking lot, and pull yourself together. There's no need to drive around sobbing like a lunatic, okay? You could cause a horrible accident, Just pull over to the side of the road or find a parking lot, pull into a parking space, and just compose yourself, okay? Two, people enjoying Halloween. Taking their kids out to trick-or-treat, maybe going to a Halloween party where people are, I don't know, bobbing for apples or uh, what's... Oh, that that thing where they eat a donut that's dangling off a string. You You tie a powdered donut to a string and then you... You hang it like on a uh, like clothesline or, or a low hanging branch, and then people have to eat it with like their hands behind their back. Have you seen that? Uh, also, uh, have you ever bobbed for apples? I, I think I've been to exactly one Halloween party that had bobbing for apples. Uh, I remember attempting it, but not being very good at it. I don't get it. Like I don't get the point of it. But uh, yeah, all the all the fun, mostly junk food centric activity that goes on on Halloween. Seems very family friendly to me. How's that a rejection of Jesus? (laughs) Imagine uh, your kid walks up to you, Mommy, can I dress up as Barbie and get free candy from your neighbors? And uh, your your mom looks at you and and she's like, there's uh, like a single tear (laughs) rolls down her face. And she says, oh, Billy. Because Billy's decided to dress up as Barbie because that's okay, all right? I bet, you thought, I bet you thought I was doing a little girl's voice. I wasn't. Billy's a little boy, and he wants to be Barbie. And I say, you you get it, Billy. Anyway, she looks down at Billy, and she says uh, she didn't even hear uh, what he wanted to dress up as. Because, oh, my God, if she did, her head would have exploded all over her Bible. And she's trying to have morning devotions. Uh, but anyway, he says he says he went he he just the mere mention that there's a, that Halloween's coming up. She goes, "Oh my God, Billy! Why?" Well, she wouldn't have said, "Oh my God." Sorry, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a trained improver. Anyways, the, the mom looks up and she says, uh, oh, "Oh, Billy, why have you rejected Christ?" And uh, Billy looks at her quizzically and says, "Wait, what? What, mom?" And, and she and she goes, "Why have you chosen an eternity in hell?" And like the little kids, are just like, well, I, I just want a fun-sized butter Butterfinger, Mom. <laughs> uh, look, trick or treating, putting on a costume, eating donuts from a string. None of these things. These these are not rejections of Jesus Christ. All right, Christian people do these activities. I've I've seen them do it. Uh, my immediate and extended family uh, is almost exclusively Christian, and I've seen them do all the things I've mentioned. Uh, they even do this thing at my parents' church uh, called Trunk or Treat, and what that is, uh, you bring your kid, you, you, you put on costumes, and you trick or treat around the church parking lot, and there's games and stuff. In fact, my my family, me and my wife and my daughter, we helped out with one of the games one year, and we're we're godforsaken heathens. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know why this lady, this kind, caring soul who carries the wave of the world on her shoulders, I I don't know why she's convinced. That the fall season uh, is the is the time of year when people stop being polite and start rejecting Jesus. Three. What's the part about demons at the dinner table? <laughs> I might not understand uh, what demons are. What are demons? Are they like gremlins? Because I don't think I'd want a bunch of gremlins at my dinner table either. They're destructive. Remember when they go see? Uh, they go to that showing of Snow White. They were not. They were not. Uh, they were uh, not very uh, well-behaved at that showing of Snow White. Uh, so I agree with her on this one. If if you've invited gremlins and demons to your table, you deserve the headache, quite frankly. Look, people aren't waiting until October to reject Christianity. All right, that's happening all year long. So uh, she better be prepared to make 11 more of these videos. <laughs> and Christian people aren't rejecting Jesus because they like Halloween. So, you know, calm down. I know when I say, calm down, that sounds kind of condescending, a little mansplainy, and I don't wanna be that way, but come on. This woman, I think the main thing you have to remember when you see videos like this is, specifically this one, this woman does not actually care. Uh, This video is a a complete lie. It's performative, she just wants attention, uh, because it's it's just too weird of an attitude uh, to have. So let's check out the Home Goods website and see what kind of Halloween decorations they have for sale, and see what set this this uh, complete weirdo off. Here's a couple things that I found. First of all, they they they're selling at Home Goods. They're selling this welcome sign. Only uh, you know, welcome is spelled W-E-L-C-O-M-E. Uh, instead of the O, however, uh, there's a skull there's a there's a skull in place of the letter o ooh scary and evil it's evil uh, skeletons are an evil celebration of death you know even though we all have one uh, living inside of us let's see let's, uh, here here's let's look here oh okay oh this is mudpie the gnome <laughs> oh look at mudpie look at him there uh, classic gnome uh, Mud Pie the gnome. I think I said this in a previous episode, but my mom, who is a wonderful Christian lady, she loves gnomes. And I think I said then that if it's revealed that gnomes are evil, my mom is going to be destroyed. I mean, there are gnomes gnomes surrounding her house. The only thing I can guess that might have distressed uh, this crying lady about Mudpie the gnome is that he has extra long arms. So typically, if you think about gnomes, they have arms that are in proportion to with their bodies. Uh, but Mud Pie, he's got some real longies. And uh, that reminds me of friend of the show, Slender Man. And we know he's famous for leading children astray, much like another rascal we sometimes talk about on the program. That's right, Lucifer, the devil. So uh, Mud Pie is basically the devil, as far as this podcaster is concerned. HomeGoods isn't happy just giving us one adorable little... Halloween Moppet. They also have a little, uh, stuffed figure named, uh, named Hocus Pocus, the witch alligator. <laughs> All right. So th- this one, I, I have a, I have a theory that this, that Hocus Pocus, the witch alligator, might've been the haunted straw that broke the zombie camel's back in the crying ladies, uh, situation. Uh, this is an alligator who, uh, is also a witch. So, as we all know, kids are drawn in by the cuteness of the alligator, and then boom, they're crammed into that cauldron and they're used in some sort of cult sacrifice bullshit. So uh, kids can't resist an alligator. Okay, alligators are cute, they're cuddly, they got those, they got those sweet little smiles that draw you in. Uh, but this alligator uh, uh, is in league with Satan, so uh, kids don't stand a chance against this thing, against hocus pocus. This is probably what Crying Lady is most mostly crying about. Uh, the plush alligator dressed as a witch stirring a cauldron. All right, let's see what else we got here at Home Goods. Oh, a vampire candy bowl. Uh oh. <laughs> vampires are godless monsters. We all know that. Uh, that creep Joss Whedon taught us that vampires are actually demons. So uh, you'll keep them away from your dinner table. Not only that, but vampires are famously hypersexual. And you know that's all they're teaching in public schools these days—it's sex, literally, all day long, and it's a deviant sex at that. It doesn't help that I kind of just want to pinch this little vampire Katie bull's cheeks—it's so cute. And isn't that isn't that what isn't that what Lucifer does? He uh, he he presents us with something uh, cheek-pinchingly cute, uh, like an alligator, and then he draws us in, and then snap—next thing you know, our our, our heads been separated from our bodies, or or uh, the, the vampire candy bowl is sucking our blood. Uh, but it's literally the cutest. This vampire candy bowl is the cutest vampire I've seen since that chicken McNugget dressed up as Dracula. Remember that McNugget? Do the McNuggets have individual names? I think they. I think collectively they're known as the McNugget Buddies. Let's see. Let's look that up. All right. This this might help us out here. This is from Insider. Uh, An article from uh, uh, Insider. This is from... This is from April 19th, 2023. Why McDonald's chicken nuggets come in four specific shapes? Well, that's, that's not what I was asking, but do they really? McDonald's chicken nuggets come in four shapes. The bell, the ball, the boot, and the bow tie. Huh. That actually... That does sound familiar. Like, there is one that looks like a boot, isn't there? What? There's one that looks like a bow tie? That's the one I'm having trouble placing well then this says what does this say this says bell boot ball and bone bone Mm -mm. that sounds like a skeleton oh no this lady can't even uh this lady can't even comfort herself with some uh, chicken mcnuggets on the drive home oh my god one shaped like a bone which reminds me of skeletons and also boners which reminds me of what children are learning about in school uh, boners. The, the names of the McNuggets aren't Bone Bell, Boot, and Ball. Are they? <laughs> no, the McNugget buddies have got to have names. Come on. Hang on. Let's. What. All right, right. What are the McNugget buddies' names? Google finished it for me. This is something. Everybody asks. All right, here we go. Here we go. The original set of McNugget Buddies was released in December of 1988 and featured ten different toys. Okay, so these are these are toys, but it looks like they've they've provided uh, names for the McNugget Buddies. So here, these were the first ten McNugget Buddies, and uh, here we go. There's Corny McNugget, First Class McNugget. Uh, that seems more like his rank. I want to Drummer McNugget. Sarge McNugget, Sparky McNugget, Rocker McNugget, Little on the Nose, Volley McNugget, Boomerang McNugget, Cowpoke McNugget, Snorkel McNugget, and, and Corny McNugget again. <laughs> the the Corny the the the, uh, the the Corny Twins. Oh, I see. This is cute. Corny McNugget is looks as if he's selling popcorn. So he he would be at a uh, if you're at a baseball game and a guy was going popcorn here. That could potentially be um, Corny McNugget, except he's wearing like an old like he's wearing like an old timey like straw hat. Like or like maybe he wants to be like, uh, you know, tell you, tell you a story on the on the wraparound porch. (laughs) I don't know, though. He's got a real doofy haircut. Let's see. This is a this is an article from Sidlexia dot com. Uh, entitled The McNo- the McDonald's McNugget Buddies. This guy did all the research. I'll just steal it. Just kidding. There's McBoo McNugget, and he's a ghost, clearly. There's Mummy McNugget. And there's Monster McNugget, Frankenstein's monster. Witchy McNugget, McNuggula. <laughs> and Pumpkin McNugget, McNugula. That's, that's more beautiful and perfect than I could have ever imagined. Oh, there's like a third generation of McNuggets, too. Holy shit. Uh, Alien McNugget looks horrifying. Ronald McNugget. They finally uh, they finally dressed up one of the McNugget buddies as Ronald McDonald. This next one, his name is Dragon McNugget, but another appropriate name for him would be Booger McNugget. Because <laughs> he's green, he's mucus colored, and he looks like it's, I guess I see a dragon in there. At first it just looked like a like someone sneezed on a McNugget. Spider McNugget, which is as we all know Pennywise's final form, Fairy Princess McNugget and uh, Rockstar McNugget. Rockstar McNugget is sporting like neon green hair and like and like shade, like neon green shades and a leather jacket. Rocker uh Mc, Rockstar McNugget is is awesome. I like Rockstar McNugget. Don't don't care for Dragon or Alien McNugget. I might have to I might have to provide a link to Sidlexia. What what Sidlexia did here and this is a lot of fun. He mixed up some of the McNugget buddies' outfits, their wigs and their and their bodies, and he's created celebrity McNuggets. So there's there's one. It's Christina Aguilera, and what he's done here he's mixed he's mixed fairy, fairy princess McNugget with Rockstar McNugget, and you get um you get Dirty Era. Christine Aguilera, was that her thing? Was it called Dirty? I think it was. Uh, You have George W. Bush and Dick uh, McCheney. And there you have, I guess what they've done here is the George W. Bush one is wearing the cowboy hat because he's from Texas. And then he's wearing Ronald McDonald's uh, clothes because he is a clown. And Dick Cheney is a mixture of McNugula (laughs) and McFrankenstein. That one I don't get. I guess it's just he's an evil monster. Michael Moore, well now the, so Michael Moore, is uh, he's just, it's just a picture of, alien McNugget. So clearly, I don't I you know what from this I don't know what Sid Lexi's is uh, politics are. Some of you might think Jonathan Lipnicki uh, the little vampire, is the cutest of all vampires, but you'd be wrong. Um, but is Jonathan Lipnicki is like Jack now right? Like he could, he could easily knock me out in one punch. The time, the time to uh, bully Jonathan Lipnicki and and ch- and challenge him to a fight is long past. <laughs> I missed my opportunity. All right, so the Home Goods. There's a lot of witches, a lot of skeletons, but like they're all smiling. You know, they seem friendly. Like if one of these witches or skeletons or slender gnomes strolled into church one Sunday morning, I feel like they would just fit right in or they should. I'm sure crying lady and her other holier than thou soccer mom friends would be whispering about them during the welcome to our church potluck. Here's a a quick aside. Uh, The church I went to when I was in high school, like one Sunday a month or something, they would have this massive potluck and everybody in the church was invited. And it was, but it was, you know, especially for newcomers and visitors. It was like, you're visiting us. Thank you. We'd like to provide a meal for you. So like every, you know, all the regulars who would go would bring a dish. Uh, the top dishes, uh, there were two top dishes that I remember. There was this one lady in our church who always brought homemade pierogies. And they were gone in seconds. Uh, if you wanted one of those pierogies, you you had to move, man. You had to, you, uh, the, the pastor had to, the, right when the pastor did his ending prayer and said amen, like you didn't want to stick around for him saying, you know, Uh, you know, have a great week or whatever, (laughs) or we'll see you back here tonight at 6 uh, p.m. for the night service. You'd want to rush right to the fellowship hall so you could get in line for the unveiling of the pierogies. And then there was uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. If there was a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there always was, every kid in the place had designs on it. I especially got excited because my parents, they never let us have kentucky fried chicken so it was like forbidden fruit to me which is weird that my forbidden fruit the only place i could get it was in church but yeah i would i would hit the kentucky fried chicken hard i would have a plate full of kentucky fried chicken and uh homemade pierogies. <laughs> i was a growing boy not i was growing the wrong way let's see what what are some other things they have here uh at home goods there's uh there's a casket serving tray that's fun jack-o'-lantern placemats a skeleton tablecloth. You know, home, home Goods kind of seems like they have the most innocuous Halloween decorations of all time. But thank God this lady didn't wander into a Spirit Halloween store. If her head didn't explode when her, when Billy told her he wanted to cross dress for Halloween, oh man, her head would have exploded big time. She walks into that Spirit Halloween. They've got this. Uh, they've got this hanging corpse decoration that I saw when I was researching this episode. It's like it's a zombie sort of. But it's only a head and a torso, like its arms and legs have been cruelly ripped off. And in fact, the whole bottom portion of its body has been left on. Legs, I, I guess the the, 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 uh, the dick has been thrown <laughs> thrown into the dirt. Uh, so it's just like a head attached to like a, a shirt that's all tattered and bloody. and you, And you hang this thing, this horrifying abomination, you hang it by its neck from your front porch. That's too much even for me. But you can can you imagine if this lady saw it? She'd probably think the rapture had already occurred and she missed it. This is some post-rapture debauchery right here. This zombie thing. Everybody's running around confused. <laughs> Everyone who's been left behind. Uh, they're murdering each other in the streets and hanging corpses up for decoration or warning, like don't come by here, you'll you'll be hanging next to this freak. It's in, that's in the Bible, right? <laughs> Pretty sure it is. I I couldn't help but imagine how this lady in the video would react if she lived next door to uh, this animal. This is a story from police1.com. That's a real website that you can visit. But they have a story up that I thought was really interesting. It's from October 20th, 2021. And the headline says, Cops keep getting called to Texas man's Halloween display, but he just adds more gore. Uh, This year's upgrades include a wood chipper. Oh, dear God, this... (laughs) I just can't imagine what this lady would do if this was her neighbor. Probably a daily call to to the police department. Let's read this. This is out of Dallas. A ghastly Halloween display in Dallas full of fake blood and murder scenes is leaving nothing to the imagination. And despite cops having been called to the home in past years... Stephen Novak keeps adding to the elaborate bloodbath. New to the gruesome gallery this year are a wood chipper blood fountain and 55-gallon drums overflowing with shredded party guests, he, called, uh, he told the Dallas Observer. All the cops that came out last year were an absolute gas, Novak said from the 1920s. I welcome them to come out and take more selfies. So this lady calls... Calls the cops. She's trying. She's trying to homeschool her her children. They're on their unit about how the Earth is flat, and she just can't help but continuously be distracted by the by the wood chipper blood fountain. So she calls the Dallas uh, Police Department, and she oh, there's a there the my neighbor across the street has filled his front yard with with dead bodies and blood fountains, and I need someone to come out here and uh investigated and she she watches out the window the children are now uh you know they're having um I don't know they're having nap time and uh she watches out the window and the police pull up and she she's holding her she's holding her cold brew coffee in her hands she's watching out the window oh you're getting busted this year Novak yeah I don't appreciate your blood fountain and they're they're gonna tear this blood fountain uh, down in front of you and then, and then probably give you a ticket for a million dollars and then drag your ass to jail. And uh, she's watching. And, the, and then the cops all take selfies in front of his house and then leave. <laughs> the display has wowed the internet. Well, the internet's full of perverts. Where his Instagram photos and TikTok videos are pulling in a bevy. A bevy. <laughs> a bevy of reactions. Not bad for a man who doesn't even love Halloween. Well, I'm telling you, I'm looking at the pictures here. He... He might not love Halloween, but he certainly loves uh, crime scene photos. Uh, again, look, I, I'm i on the record as loving horror movies. In fact, I've got something real special planned for this podcast in two weeks. So be here. Be there. be Yeah, be here. <laughs> be right here with me. Uh, but uh, I got to tell you, this guy's front yard is uh, in very poor taste. I don't like it. It's disgusting. Uh what do we got here? I I'm, I'm looking right at the blood chipper fountain and uh I, I got to I I mean I don't know much, how much money he's spending on uh, fake blood, but I'm not even sure how that fountain works. <laughs> it's definitely it's uh, he's definitely throwing down some money on fake blood, but I tell you there so there's a there's a walkway up to his house where you would where you would presumably go uh you would have to walk up this this sidewalk to knock on his door and, uh, you know, trick or treat that whole thing. Well, the, the, the blood fountain, the blood is cascading over that sidewalk. So you're, you're going to get, if you're, if you're, if you're older than, than five and Oh my God, if you're letting a child under the age of, I don't know, 18, <laughs> getting anywhere near this house, uh, you, you, your, your children should be taken away from you. But, uh, but yeah, if you if you if you're if you're uh, I don't know if you're five if you're five three or above if you're maybe if you're four eight I don't know you're gonna get hit right in the ear with fake blood and I don't, I don't know if you've ever gotten fake blood in your ear but it is a it's a real bitch uh, but anyway not only that you're not only you know not only like limboing under the, the blood spout. You're also, there's, there's bodies, there's dead bodies covered in plastic wrap, um, also impeding your journey up of this, up this sidewalk. There's, there's, there's nothing about this setup that should make you want to approach this house. Whatever candy they're giving out is not worth it. If it's full size candy bars, maybe. And then yeah, there's a guy, there's another guy. There's his body bags, but then like right right there at the front of the walkway, right as you're starting at the walkway, there is a there's a man dead. There's a dead body, and he has a chainsaw sticking out of him. <laughs> as if that's easy to do, stab someone with a chainsaw. And then there's a guy over here on the other side of the of the lawn who just looks like he had a heart attack. <laughs> and that is scary if you're if you're, you know an older gentleman whose family has a history of heart disease seeing like a, just a guy who just obviously dropped dead. There's, there's, there's not an ice pick in his neck uh, or like there's a guy and there's another guy I haven't pointed out yet. There's a dead body on the roof with a machete in its head. Now there's just a guy laying there with like a, his face all twisted into a grimace. And you're like, Oh man, I think he just had a stroke. <laughs> anyway, I don't like this guy's lawn either. I'm all for fun, but uh, let's see what else. Uh, What he does love is gore. Well, obviously. And there's plenty of it all along the exterior of his Texas home. Fake body parts are strewn across the yard, some piled in a wheelbarrow. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that. There's a wheelbarrow full of uh, severed limbs. Uh, There's one body even dangling off the roof. That's the one with the machete in its head. More bodies are a bloody mess on the walkway to the front door. The fountain shoots off 3,000 gallons of fake blood per hour into a kiddie pool across the walkway. His TikTok video showed the fountain is set up through a water pumps. Says, "Okay, well, actually, that's very smart. I should have read. Uh, I should have read a little further. So, uh, okay, so maybe he's not wasting, wasting that uh, that blood. If you take a look in the front window, no thanks. <laughs> You'll see a projector image of party guests desperately attempting to escape the fake murder scene." Uh, And here's a quote from Novak. I mean, anybody that doesn't look at this and crack up, there's something wrong with them. Is there? If we're not looking at this and just yucking it up, there's something wrong with us. I don't know. Excuse me, I've got to go in my car and cry and make a video about this. (laughs) As he built his display, Novak chronicled on social media how he made various scenes, including the broken door illusion and the wood chipper. Let's see. Novak welcomes onlookers to his yard, located on M Street in East Dallas. Hey, if you live in Dallas, Texas, uh, head on out to um, to Mr. Novak's place, the old the old Novak place. Head out to the old Novak place and uh, get yourself covered in uh, fake blood. Isn't fake blood usually like corn syrup, and some sticky stuff? You know, while I was researching all of this, I found maybe the most adorable Halloween decoration, and I'll put a picture of it on uh, our Instagram, which is Giant Pengy Podcast. Uh, but, but this this is Gus the Ghost. All right, he's an adorable little ghost, and he's holding he's holding the cute little pumpkin. And, and get this, he's a pillow. So this Halloween, you can snuggle up with a scary movie, a mug of hot cider, and Gus the Ghost. And just have a wholesome holiday experience. You don't have to reject Jesus Christ. You don't have to invite any demons over for dinner. You can just watch, I don't know, Night of the Living Dead. There's nothing satanic in that, right? Or uh, you you can watch The Exorcist. Good triumphs over evil in that one. And in fact, that's usually the case in, in horror movies, honestly. This crying lady wouldn't know because she'd never allow that. Scary stuff in her house, but yeah, and the and the horror that I like to watch, good the good guys always win, so yay. Uh, you can also check out the Poop's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. I watched that recently; it was a, it was a whole lot of fun. But I know uh, I know if I'm going to be watching any sort of scary movies uh, this Halloween season, Gus the Ghost, he's gonna be right there. I'm gonna be maybe under my head if I need to be propped up a little, but most likely being cradled in my arms. And hugged to my chest. Alright, let's talk about music for a minute. I was reminded of the Newsboys song, Shine, last week. Do you guys remember the Newsboys? If you didn't grow up in some form of the Protestant church in the 90s, you probably don't. Our youth leaders were always trying to get us to listen to Christian artists instead of uh, the uh, secular ones. There was this poster in the youth group room at our at our church. And I, I wish there was a better term than youth group room. But, I mean, it was just... It's a room where we had Wednesday night church, and that's where we had Sunday school. It, it, was, it was a pretty cool room. I mean, I spent uh, every Wednesday there throughout high school. It had couches in it and stuff. And all these posters... All over the wall. And there was this one poster. Which was just a list of secular bands on one side. And then their Christian rock equivalents. Supposedly. On the other side. It would be like. Do you like Sunny Day Real Estate? Uh, Then you might like Poor Old Lou. Uh, Something like that. And it was from like a Christian record company. So it was clearly just like. An advertisement. But there were a bunch of different bands. And then there there, uh, the secular bands. Uh, and then they're Christian equivalents so like you know if I listen uh, you could listen to this or you could listen to the uplifted uplifting version of this the the uh the God honoring version of this and I don't remember who the newsboys were supposed to sound like I know I know they were on there for sure uh i I probably need to have my friend Jonathan on here to talk about Christian rock um he's way more knowledgeable on that uh, I, I I'm gonna write that down because I want to get him on I'm gonna Pick his brain about Christian rock, but anyway, these are the lyrics for "Shine," the Newsboys song, and uh, I'm gonna—I just want you to think about this uh, while I'm reading them. Uh, What's going on here? (laughs) Here they are. All right. So, and I don't really know the tune. I did listen to it, but you know, I couldn't make it through the whole thing. It's really the lyrics, though, that are, are 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 perplexing. All right. Dull as dirt. You can't assert the kind of light that might persuade a strict dictator to retire, fire the army, teach the poor origami. All right, so right off the bat, uh, I don't know what this song's talking about and, and it seems like if you're gonna be a, a Christian band, this would this would be one of the things this seems like it would be a requirement would be, um, would be clarity. Like you' you'd want your lyrics to to uh, you'd want your intentions uh, to be very clear like this is what this song is about because i i'm I'm imparting to you very important life lessons that will essentially save your soul. So I'm already super confused. <laughs> There's a dictator uh, he's uh, he's decided to retire from dictating and, uh, and 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 spend his life teaching the poor. How to uh, you know the 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 gentle Japanese art of origami? All right, so let's get back to this. The truth is in the proof is when you hear your heart start asking, "What's my motivation?" And try as you may, there is no way to explain the kind of change that'd make an Eskimo renounce fur, that'd make a vegetarian barbecue hamster. Oh gosh. <laughs> We rhymed. We we not. Uh, so they've rhymed. Renounce fur with barbecue hamster. Okay, that's okay. That's fine. Unless you can trace this about face to a certain sign. And then and then the chorus. I do know how that goes. It goes shine. Make them wonder what you got. Make him wish that they were not on the outside looking bored. Shine. Let it shine before all men. Let them see good works, and then let them glorify it. Glorify. <laughs> Let them glorify. (laughs) Oh, newsboys. That's not fair. I'm butchering your lyrics. Let them glorify the Lord. So I think I get that. It's like, isn't it like you want, you've you've become a Christian and you want your, you you want your, you want to shine, be a shining example. And people are going to, they're going to be like, Hey, what, why, why are you so happy and well-adjusted? Uh, I'm, I'm out here, I'm out here just looking at you, like, I want to be a part of that club. I want to be a part of the Jesus club. And, um, you know, that part of the song makes sense. (laughs) Like, I don't know what all the other stuff at the beginning was about. Let's see. Maybe, maybe if we, we, we go a little bit deeper, maybe we can figure out. Like, I, I get the, I get the chorus. All right. Out of the shaker and onto the plate. It isn't karma, it sure ain't fate, that would make a deadhead sell his van, that would make a schizophrenic turn in his crayons, brother, Oprah freaks and science geeks, a rationale that shall excuse this strange behavior, when you let it shine, you will inspire the kind of entire turnaround, that would make a bouncer take ballet, even bouncers who are unhappy, but of the glare with nowhere to turn, you ain't going to learn it on What's My Line. <laughs> then it goes into the course. Why are they making a What's My Line reference? How old were these guys? Uh, anyway, I don't, I mean, I barely know what What's My Line is. Uh, anyway, then it's Shine Shine, you all know that. So, I think I kind of almost get what the newsboys are trying to say. Uh but I did go to songfacts.com to kind of help me out a little bit because it it made my brain hurt trying to figure out what what these newsboys are all about. Song Facts tells me that Shine is about being saved and having a relationship with God that other people don't understand. Oh, wait, hang on. That's just, that's Rady from Culpepper, Virginia's opinion. Oh, okay. So people just get on Song Facts and just give their opinions. Well, those aren't really facts. It should be song opinions. <laughs> Not a show on NPR. Song opinions. Let's see what some other song facts users are saying. Uh, Ryan from Eaton, Indiana, comes. He comes at us hard with this explanation for Shine. Uh, don't really understand what's so cryptic about the verses. It's just a string of juxtapositions of odd behaviors, basically stating that to people who don't have a relationship with Christ, letting his light shine through you will seem just as odd as any of those other behaviors, such as a vegetarian barbecuing a hamster, a bouncer who are typically rather large, unfriendly guys taking ballet, etc., etc., and stating that only God, it isn't karma, it sure ain't fate, could have such an intense impact on someone's life. All right, calm down, bro. Everything's going to be all right. Okay, so he's saying those people who are outside looking at you, like, your life is so radically changed by accepting or by having a relationship with Jesus that, uh, like, oh, man, that guy, that guy's being so, uh, that guy's, like, feeding. Oh, he's working at a soup kitchen with his youth group. Boy, that's that's crazy. That's that's like if a that's like if a vegetarian bit the head off of a hamster. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Ryan from Eaton, Indiana? Or like, "Oh man, look at look at those people uh, singing singing in the the choir. Look at that that yeah, uh, the, that that youth group came from that church to sing at an old folks home because that's something you do when you're in the youth group. It is. Trust me, I know. Uh, they're singing and the, and then they're talking to the elderly and helping them Make a make popcorn garland for for, for the Halloween tree. Uh, I gotta remember this is an October episode. Uh boy, that that is some weird selfless behavior. It, it almost reminds me of if a if a schizophrenic stopped uh, coloring in their coloring book. <laughs> That's a very ooh. like I don't even like that. There's a recording of me saying that. Kamla from Buffalo, New York, comes a little closer to what I what I think uh, the. Uh, what I think the newsboys are trying to convey. Uh, this song is about the fact that God can make someone change things about him or herself that define who they are. God can change anyone. How? By being so different that you draw others to the Christ in you. Shine. Um, yeah, I think that's a little closer to how I, I feel about it, too. Like, you you can do a complete turnaround. Like, it, you, you start a relationship with Jesus and your life completely turns around and i guess that's just as wild as like if a if a a follower of the grateful dead sold his van i mean i assume most grateful dead fans are also gigantic uh potheads and sometimes you know, you're a little light on cash and you need you know you need a couple dubs right so you're like i'll sell you my van for some dubs i don't know anyway i think Kamla's is onto something there all right jazz uh which is spelled with three z's uh from frankfurt germany Hmm. Jazz weighs in. This song always makes me want to dance and jump. Well, that's fun. It's one of the most joyful Christian songs I know, even though the verses don't make much sense to me. (laughs) However, the chorus makes up for the cryptic verses. That's what I said. Thank you, Jazz. Plus, it reminds me that no matter how uncool it seems in the eyes of others, believing in Jesus and proclaiming it makes you shine. And others will notice. Let them glorify the Lord. Okay, Jazz, I gotcha. Plus, I, I think... Now Ryan's kind of like real um, grumpy answer. I think Ryan is coming at Jazz. Because Jazz said something about, you know, that the verses don't make sense. And, you know, Ryan was all like, what's so cryptic about it, bruh? What's so hard to understand? Maybe read your Bible a little more, homie. <laughs> so I think I think Ryan's is ticked off at Jazz. I don't know why, though. But I also don't like this idea that, you know, Jazz says, plus it reminds me that no matter how uncool it seems... In the eyes of others, why why do you think that, Jazz? Why do you think other people think that it's uncool to believe in Jesus? I, I mean, I think there are some a holes out there, <laughs> Ricky Gervais, that probably want to you, you know be glib and, and make fun of you for believing in Jesus. But I think I think the whole of society uh, doesn't care either way. I don't think someone's uncool because they believe in Jesus. I mean, I believe in Jesus, so am I uncool? No, I'm, I'm the coolest person you've ever heard of. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't like that attitude. Like, there's a bunch of people who are like, "Man, it's are so uncool." Well, that's not that's not true. The newsboys are pretty uncool, I mean, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with their faith. Uh, anyway, Talitha from Austin agrees with Jazz, and and Brian from Medford, Wisconsin. Uh, got to see the newsboys live, and it was allegedly an a, an amazing experience. So there you go. look I, like I said i i my beef here is with the uh, the the news newsboys. I think the lyrics are weird. I don't entirely understand it. Uh, and I think they're a little heartless. The schizophrenic cran line is uh, is cringe as hell. uh it's gross. So I do not like that, but other than that, you know the newsboys you know do your do your thing, newsboys, shine it up. So the last music related thing I want to talk about is just in time for Halloween. and I want, I want to say I, I feel like the the newsboys thing is at least a little bit uh, in in the Halloween spirit by uh, you know by it talking about uh, eating people eating hamsters. What's that's horrifying to me that, that guy should the the guy in texas with the the front yard full of gore he should, he should have a person he should add a person sitting at a table uh eating eating a hamster <laughs> and like if he could rig it so like every the arm comes up and like he bites the hamster and then and then a second blood fountain shoots out of the the uh the mannequin's mouth that'd be great so and and, and if there if there's two blood fountains arching over the uh over the the pathway to the front door. I I think that would just be just gorgeous. But anyway, uh, you guys know Bobby Boris Pickett, right? He wrote The Monster Mash. We all love The Monster Mash, especially around Halloween time. It's the only, it's the only, uh, it's one of the only two Halloween songs, (laughs) uh, 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 along with uh, Thriller. Uh, I went to that um, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Christmas Party one year at Disney World, and, uh, you know, they shut it down. They kick all the, they kick all the slobs out. And if you paid, an absorbent amount of money for a ticket to Mickey's um, uh, Halloween bash. You get to stick around, and you get to watch a you get to watch a Halloween themed parade, and you get to you get to trick or treat, which is great. Uh, and uh, I don't was there something else? I don't remember. Uh, I, I I was so I you know everybody gets a trick or treat, even even the adults. And uh, I had a bag so full of candy. I'm still eating it. But uh, the only while while I was waiting for the parade to start, I was saving a spot for my wife and daughter. They were out shopping or something, or I think some of the some of the rides stay open, so you know there's no line. So I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm ready to kind of sit down. So so uh, like uh, literally, it sounded like they just kept playing Monster Mash and, uh, <laughs> and Thriller over and over. And you know how I feel about uh, Michael Jackson. So we we gotta we gotta find some more Halloween songs and uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. If you don't know, he released uh, a lot of monster theme songs. It wasn't just the Monster Mash guys. Uh, he uh, he has the Werewolf Watusi, the Monster Swim. As we all you, you, we all love the popular uh, dance move the Swim. Well, imagine if monsters were doing it. But you only you really only hear Mo- Monster Mash, Monster Mash, and Thriller. It's like it's like a never ending cycle of these two awful songs. Um, but he he released something in nineteen eighty four uh, called Monster Rap, and I you know I, I'm probably not allowed to play play it on the uh, on the show clearly, but but I want to play a little bit of it. I created a monster who could dance and walk, but I couldn't teach him how to talk. My faithful assistant, that hunchback fool, wastes his time in DJ school. How'd you get him? Don't be a hump. DJ's just a monster. We gotta shock the body, shock the body, body, shock the body, shock the body, body, shock the body, shock the body. Shock the body. Shock the body, body, shock. I'm sorry. Did he say Igor went to DJ school? <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's a little bit of monster rap. I played that for my daughter last week, and uh, we can't stop walking around singing "Shock the Body, Body, Shock the Body, Body." But anyway, it's a bad, it's a bad song. <laughs> I always, I always like to think though, there's somebody out there who, uh, who uh, Bobby Boris Pickett is their their absolute favorite uh, artist, and they just drive around <laughs> listening to the best of. Bobby Boris Pickett, so uh, you know, you know, kudos to them. And uh, hey, maybe, maybe you're having a Halloween party this year. Play Monster Rap, and uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, it'll, maybe someone will get excited about it. <laughs> So that's going to do it for this episode of Giant Electric Penguin. I found a semi-modern poster like the one I was describing earlier in the youth group room. I I found it on Reddit. It looks like it was put out by the Grace Bible Church and it says replace satanic music uh, with Christian music. And then it it does the whole uh, comparison thing and maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode uh, but uh, it says I'll, I'll tell you one thing it says. It says uh, Miley Cyrus. and then apparently the the Christian alternative to Miley Cyrus is Sandy Patty. And uh, if you've ever heard Sandy Patty, you're probably going what right now? So But we'll look a little bit deeper into those posters um, on on a future episode, but uh, some food uh, some food for thought. and that food is the uh, fried chicken filly from Zaxby's, which I'm still very pissed off about. It's just like a real Philly, you know—fried chicken, garlic aioli, Dijon mustard. I'm, I'm kidding about the mustard, but I mean, why not? They clearly don't know what makes a Philly. I wouldn't feed Zaxby's version of the of the Philly to a Mexican bear. Uh, but who knows? Maybe we'll do a Matt and Quinn eat a thing about it at some point when they finally finish building the Zaxby's near my house. That'll be the first thing I do. We'll go over there and we'll eat the chicken Philly and we'll and we'll we'll. Uh, will slander it on the air. Uh there is a new there is a new commercial. It's like it's you know one of the little short little commercials that pops up whenever I watch YouTube and it's like we uh the the people of Philadelphia told us what they think about the new Zaxby's chicken Philly. Unfortunately, uh we can't air any of their comments because I, the, I are they indicating that um, it's so they're, they're, clearly they're not indicating that people from Philadelphia are going, oh, this is so good and like they're, they're so into it like they can't help but like make I don't know sex moans or something. <laughs> clearly what's being indicated is that people from Philly are pissed off.'re they like you can't call this a Philly the whole the whole the whole city of Philadelphia should sue Za Zaxby, Zaxby's. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, write to me at giantpengypodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear your scary stories. I want to hear your drug stories still. And just tell me any story. <laughs> I don't leave the house much. <laughs> Too scared to. There, there, there's wasps out there. Uh, and I, I'm obviously I'm not convinced this wasp shit is over, man. Uh, so, you know, fingers crossed. But anyway, check out the Instagram page. It's at giantpengypodcast over there on Instagram. Uh, you can go over there and see Gus the Ghost. Uh, He's just an adorable, he's an adorable little, little uh, stinker. And I love him. Um, So that's the end of the show. Uh, Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. A hearty middle finger salute to Christopher Columbus. And as always, thank you. That's right. Talking to you. For listening to podcasts.